Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 880. So they could do what they did, I snapped. You let them into your town, and they abused that trust. That's something no Edmund Rowe would ever do. You never did answer my question, he said. How did you get the girls away? I took care of things, I said simply. He killed them, Crin said loudly enough for everyone to hear. He killed them all. I could feel everyone looking at me. Half of them were thinking, all of them? He killed seven men? The other half were thinking, there were two women with them. Did he kill them too? Well then, the mayor looked down at me for a long moment. Good, he said, as if he had just made up his mind. That's good. The world's a better place for it. I felt everyone relax slightly. These are the horses. I pointed to the two horses that had been carrying our baggage. They belong to the girls now. About 40 miles east, you'll find the wagons. Crin can show you where they're hidden. They belong to the girls too. They'll fetch a good price off in Thamesford, the mare mused. Together with the instruments and clothes and such, they'll fetch a heavy penny. I agreed. Split two ways, it'll make a fine dowry, I said firmly. He met my eyes, nodded slowly in understanding. That it will. What about the things they stole from us? A stout man in an apron protested. They smashed up my place and stole two barrels of my best ale. Do you have any daughters? I asked him calmly. The sudden, stricken look on his face told me he did. I met his eyes, held it. Then I think you came away from this pretty well. The mayor finally noticed Jason clutching his broken arm. What happened to you? Jason looked at his feet and Seth spoke up for him. He said something he shouldn't. The mayor looked around and saw that getting more of an answer would involve an ordeal. He shrugged and let it go. I could splint it for you, I said easily. No, Jason said too quickly, then backpedaled. I'd rather go to Graham. I gave a sideways look to the mayor. Graham? He gave a fond smile. When we scrape our knees, Gran patches us back up again. Would Bill be there? I asked. The man with the crushed leg? And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Why does Quoth want to see Bill? I think it's because he thinks that the uh, the medicine that they have is bad and that he can like actually help this guy more than, than Gran, than the... Uh, the jug hooting elderly woman who who gives linseed oil to uh, to every little bump and scrape that they have both can continue <laughs> to rescue these poor provincials with his big city learning brain. Yeah, I think that's basically it. And maybe it's my own big city prejudices, but I do feel that like most of the time he'd be right. <laughs> mm. Sounds awfully prejudiced. Sounds like a big city talk to me. I, I am I am citified. I am citified AF. City pilled. That's right. I am based in city pilled. I am a downtown latte swillings pinko elite. 
The only mark <laughs> against me in that regard is that I like can't ride a bike. But other than that, well, have you ever tried riding a bike in Toronto? It's a death sentence. Hmm. I say I can uh, I can attest to that. I have been doored, <laughs> and it sucks. Yeah, bad news it bears. Sucks real bad. In the bike lane, wearing reflective jackets. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a death sentence no matter where you are. Exactly. I, I was going to get to the page, but if we're riffing on the bike lane situation in Toronto, then go ahead. It's an endless well no, of comedy. Get to the page. Save us from ourselves. All right. I was just going to say that uh, Seth is absolutely spineless because he's immediately speaking up uh, on Quoth's side, being like, oh, yeah, he said some things he shouldn't. We didn't see nothing when this, this fella's arm got broken. Oh, I was thinking Seth was, like, trying to to save Jason from having to explain that he just called like explaining to the mayor that he just called the mayor's daughter a whore. Oh, maybe. That, <laughs> yeah. That, I think, I think that's more correct. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe it is. I still think that it's funny coming from Seth of all people who probably had the same opinion up until a moment ago. Yeah. Well, I think if you recall on a previous page, like Jason's chastening apology to the girls kind of stands in for like all the men in the town apologizing, apologizing to the girls and trying to explain themselves. So I think we're meant to read it in that same vein. Now they're just like, yeah, let's move on from this. No need to dredge it up again. Uh, the line, you know, where he goes, they'll make a fine dowry. I think that's him saying like, they should still be married. There is nothing wrong with them. And, you know, this will help to, I guess, solve that wound. If anyone is, is not sure about it that now they've got a bit of extra money attached to them, which is a bit of a bit of a, I don't know. It's a troubling necessity, I suppose. And of course we nip in the bud, the idea that anyone else might want to, might have a claim to some of that money. Yeah. I think on this page, we really see Quoth. He doesn't agree with their attitudes about women and about property and about how those two things might be the same thing. But I think that he understands that if he wants to do right by these girls, he has to, he has to work within that system. So he is saying like, yes. And, and the girls previously expressed the idea that like, no one will want us now. And like, that's the best thing we can hope for in the small time. Like this is to like marry well. So I think folks is trying to ensure that they get married well. And yeah, he's ensuring that they will have a, significant upside to marrying them which is that they come with a nice dowry did he kill seven people total or did he kill seven men plus two women i wasn't keeping track before i think it was seven people total interesting number don't you think oh my god oh my god yes sorry well but hold on the way it's phrased seems to imply that there were nine people total there were seven men and then there were two women with them. Did he kill them too? That implies that there were nine people all told. Oh. But is men being is is men being used in the Tolkien sense? I think it isn't. Okay. Well, I I could flip back and count the number of people, but I don't want to. <laughs> A noble uh, instinct. But you know what we can do instead is shirk our duties and ask our listeners to do it for us. That's right. We all have the book <laughs> open in front of us, but we all collectively refuse. To flip back and count the number of people. This is this is collective action. This is a this is a labor action. We stand in solidarity with the Writers Guild. Yeah, imagine us as like as Teamsters, just like reading a newspaper in front of our trucks. Hey, it's a mandated break time, Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I could do. Union rules. Although we do stand, we are pro union on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, let me be clear. It is good to loaf around on the job. 
That is what unions are for. <laughs> and also, <laughs> and also fair treatment and all those other things that are important. They're not just for loafing, yeah. Yes, but I mean, loafing is the ultimate goal of all workers, I should hope. Yes, yes, absolutely. Working is bad and should be avoided wherever possible. I'd like to cite the law of construction workers in which there are two, for every two people working, there are six people loafing, and that is how it yeah, exactly. We should all just take it in turns to be the two people. That's that's how a just society will be built. They're not loafing, they're supervising. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever seen them? They're pretty yeah, young loafing. <laughs> you know what? You know what job I want? I want the job of the old Italian guy who holds his hand behind his he's not even on the crew. He's just like a retired dude who stands outside the construction site and observes with his hands folded behind his back. Yeah, well, occasionally interjecting something, you know. An, an yeah, yes, offering some unasked for advice. Yes, yes, that, um, that's a job with tenure. That's right. That's, that's, that's a job with a real future ahead of it. Now, talking of both killing people, it is also very clear to me on this page that he's really scary. And I think when Krillin, when Krin says he killed them, he killed them all, I think she is her, in her own way trying to warn them about him just the way that Elle on the previous page is like, don't make him mad, daddy. Mm, that's a good read. I like that. That's a, a strong, yeah, like close read, read from Jeremy. Mm, I like to close read, close read when there's something too close read on the page, but most of the time there isn't. And then, of course, Jason is also a feared. Yes, and rightly so. Now, Jordana, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, the word G-R-A-N, how do you pronounce that? G-R-A-G-R-A-N. Okay, and then the word R-A-T-H-E-R, how do you pronounce that? Rather. Okay, so say those two back to back, please. Grandrather. Okay, how come you pronounce "gran" with the the hard "a," but you pronounce "rather" with the soft "a" when they are, to my mind, they ought to be pronounced the same way? Because "rather" sounds silly. Also, the English language is full of stuff like that. Why? We can say "gran." Okay, sure, but like, what is okay, she a battering ram? Way. Come to batter down the gates of Minas Tirith. Have you considered that Jordana's just better brought up than you or I? Think about the word weight and the word great. And then think about how weirdly those two things are spelled. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're these are spelled the same. Those are spelled differently. Fine. Uh, I've definitely got something that has that is spelled the same. You just give me a minute to think about it because I've been watching those YouTube shorts where the where the languages get together and get confused about each other. Um, and there's definitely one that recently went by that had uh, French telling English how silly it was that like the same letters didn't make the same sounds depending on the word. Don't get me wrong. English is a baffling language, but I guess what I'm trying to suss out here, Jordana, is how come you're fancy about the word rather? And I'm not fancy about the word rather. It's just the way you I say it. You are fancy about it, Jordana, but I think that's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not. That's just the way I pronounce it. It's, it's rather <laughs> fancy of you to pronounce it that way. Yeah, I know you're a tea sipping. Yeah, well, you're rather a man <laughs> in the ass. Pinky raising <laughs> aristocrat, but you really, you really pick and choose the times to be so, you know? Surely you, you I, should say. Rather is the only word that seems to bother people that I pronounce. It's because it's that so, way. it's so like it's so singular. If you said I'd rather go to Grad, then at least it would be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Rather sounds like really weird in my mouth. Yes, disgusting, low class. I agree. No, it just. <laughs> Jordan, if you're in the bath and you're sudsing up. You, you, you know, you put some shampoo in your palms and you rub it together. Lather. Okay, what is that? Lather. Okay, and so if you would prefer <laughs> something, what would you do? 
If you would, if you preferred some suds, what would you do? I see what you're doing, and it's not going to work. Would you rather say it rather now? Tomorrow I'll forget, (laughs) and then I'll go back to rather. Jordana, you have to tell me. Would you rather have some lather? (laughs) No. Say it. Well, (laughs) say it. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners will threaten you about the way you pronounce words on tomorrow's page. Uh, The wind. wind.